Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. You know, I'm going to lead this one in. And when Matthew leads something in, you know, you have a pretty good idea of what he's going to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about the Veritech, the finest, finest piece of mecha that has ever graced fantasy. There are those who love the Destroids, and those people can go play any <laughs> other mech game. But there, there is one mecha that stands above all. It is the transforming jet fighter known as the Veritech. And today, we're going to take some time and talk about the Veritech from the Robotech role-playing game by Palladium. Tell me more about the Veritech and why it is cool. The Veritech... Well, let's start with uh, with the the jet mode of the of the transformation. Oh, it has modes. It, it does have modes. It is a a transforming uh, mecha, very reminiscent of the original jet fighter in Transformers. Whole different story for a different podcast. What I like about it is it was modeled off the F fourteen. Now there are planes that can certainly certainly outperform the F-14. There, there were planes that could do it at the time. But the F-14 was sexy. It had big shoulders and sweeping <laughs> curves. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a burly fighter. It is iconic. It was just aesthetically pleasing. And this is a sci-fi F-14. It, it has those, those large engines on either side, the curve rake out to the wings, the uh the the bubbly cockpit in the front i mean mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's it's a it's a beautiful machine of death it's 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 lovely <laughs> so the the sci-fi version of this the the veritech comes in uh three modes one is of course the jet fighter this is a, a very agile completely sealed air and space fighter it is controlled through a pilot's thinking cap a thinking cap think of a a very advanced dirt bike helmet that uh seals like a like a space helmet okay and it picks up the pilot's thoughts wait 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 wait. they actually have to like interface with these i thought it was just like skill and reflex no 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 i mean they they have they have the uh the the hodas the hands-on stick but they also have i should have saved that for the next one huh (laughs) uh they also have uh, the thinking cap, and that's very important because the Veritech does something that no other jet fighter does. It transforms. So imagine, imagine trying to not only fly a plane, but then that plane transforms into this, this, this guardian mode where it's it's kind of hunched over. The engine portions detach and swing forward. Arms buckle out, and all of a sudden you have a half jet fighter walker thing it's it's kind of like a centaur kind of like a crab if i remember correctly where they look like they have that like flat upper body that's really long and spread out and then these two big old legs and two arms right yeah yeah the gun pod which uh snaps up into the body releases and is grabbed by these very manipulative hands that can do fine detail work that's another reason you want a thinking cap if you've ever tried to 
even control the most basic of robotic arms, you want, you, you realize how clumsy they are. The ability to think allows pilots like Rick Hunter to catch Minmay in the air with, with the robot's hand. But that's not where, that, that's not the end of what the Veritech does. The Veritech also has yet another mode, <gasps> which is the Techno Knight mode, the, the, the fearsome battler. It, it, is, it becomes an armored bipedal, bipedal uh, space knight thing. It is, it is the, the epitome of Mecha. So that then leads me to figure out the answer to the age-old question of which was cooler, Jetfire or the Veritech? Clearly the Veritech, because Jetfire could transform once. The Veritech can transform twice. Yeah. And I don't know how many other... The quick side note away from uh, Palladium. I don't know how many other kids tried to get that that Guardian mode to work on the Jetfire toy. <laughs> it, it just... It, it, it didn't quite work right. I did not have Jetfire. My neighbor had Jetfire. And I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry. I accidentally broke Adam's jet fire <gasps> trying to get it to transform. I followed the instructions. See, oh, I no. was one. I was one of those kids who saved the instructions from everything. I had mm -hmm. all my Lego manuals. I had all my transformer little guides. I had. I even had the card backs of all my GI Joes and Ninja Turtles and whatnot. Oh yeah. I just like to keep them for for the lore. Lore GI Joe. What am I talking about here? But but fucking <laughs> jet fire. I tried to transform that thing and accidentally broke off nothing major the arm no, no 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 the whole thing was complete but it accidentally broke off like a uh an internal component that was like a it was like a corner of one of the legs on the inside like the frame of something it was just a uh -huh. tiny little inconsequential thing and you only noticed it when it was fully extended and transformed into guardian mode yeah. And he said he had never transformed it into guardian mode. So it's like, well, clearly it's broken. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so now, 35 years later, my friend, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was if me. You're listening, yeah, culpa. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know those, those old jet fighters go, the jet fighters go for an amazing amount on eBay still? How often do you search for them, Matthew? Uh, well, I have to. <laughs> I, I have a kind of a junker one uh, that I use for parts to keep the, the good one going. Oh, 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 oh. You not only have yeah. a good one, but you also have a spare. Well, you know, sometimes it's it's old plastic. It's 30-year-old plastic, you know? It, 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 that was one of the cooler toys. And that's one thing I, I really think Palladium should, and this is getting off, off base, mm -hmm. but I, I think Palladium should go into more minis. They, they have some... But they're really basic. Like the Samus sounds like a great idea, but have you seen that? It, it just looks weird. Well, I've only seen the Glitter Boy mini, which is mm. beautiful. It is a beautiful mini, but I, I don't know the story behind it. I want to say someone else. It was designed for the board game, possibly. Yeah. Anyway, Palladium and minis have a storied history. Especially when it comes to the franchise known as Robotech. That was a good segue back into where I was. <laughs> That's fantastic. Right. In the, the first Robotech book, there are several types of uh, Veritechs you can play. And in the Robotech canon, those are based on your rank and your experience. 
there is the uh, VT1D, which is the trainer. The trainer is arguably one of the cooler ones because it it has uh, the two antenna on the side, which are you know, laser cannons, like like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- antennas on the head of Mecha are, are a good thing. Always cool. The the base fighter, the uh, VF1A, kind of looks silly to me. Okay, I'm looking it up. It has one antenna in the middle of its head. It, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a, a space unicorn. Okay, I mean that's not so bad. I remember if you're anybody's into anime, kind of Evangelion, they had those single horn thing going on. The rhino slash unicorn would look so. Yeah. Uh, you have the VF1J, which also has the double uh, antenna, and we're starting to get into the the good the good cannons, which you get the epitome of in the VF1S, which is uh, Roy Foker and later Rick Hunter's. Uh, Veritech. Okay. That has a quad laser on top. And it just, it, it looks super cool. That's the one that Jetfire is modeled after. Quad laser. And I mean, there's, there's lots of other things in the, in the first edition of it. Uh, there's the uh, Super Veritech, which comes with the boosters. Also, that Jetfire had the armored Veritech. There's one with a a modular disposable rocket sled that can uh, allow it to get into orbit all by itself without being lifted from the planet. Oh, wait a second, wait a second. Okay, now I've caught up to you. I've switched from the Shadow Chronicles back to the original book, and I see what you mm-hmm. mean. The VF-1A, it really does look like he's got like a dick coming out of his head. Like, okay, I get we, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... I was going hi. with Unicorn just to keep it PG. Mm, we're, what, we're not PG here. That kind of takes us all the way through the first iteration of the Veritech. Yeah, yeah. The the Veritech has a weird history in the in the next book. The next book being uh the Masters, the Robotech Masters. Mm-hmm. The Veritech becomes a helicopter very briefly. Whoa! The Ajax Veritech. Okay, okay. And I'm on board. I had the mask toys. Well, yeah, like, but that that would be more of a more of a cyclone, I believe. Wasn't that the motorcycle that transformed it into? Was. Uh, yeah. Now, what I would I really love too. is a motorcycle that transforms into a jet fighter, but can also transform into a helicopter. <laughs> we could call it the Cyclotech. Eh? I'm I'm kind of into it. Yeah. I see you looking at another book there. Yeah. So we we move on, and we're in the Invid Invasion. There is the first mention of the Shadow Fighter, which is the basis of the whole Shadow Chronicles, which come later. Mm. But there are two main Veritech fighters in the Infinite Invasion. That is the the Alpha Fighter and the Beta Fighter. Now, these are clearly sci-fi jets. They they no longer they no longer look like something from our direct history that we experience in the real world. They're bulkier, they're planier, and by planier, I mean flat planes, not, you know, planier like prop. But they do something interesting that the earlier Veritex don't do, and that is the Alpha and the Beta combine into one super big jet. And that jet has capabilities that the earlier Veritex would just die for. Uh, It's got, it has a huge ceiling of service increase it goes incredibly fast its weapon systems are of course multiplied and then you know they they break apart 
And then you combine that with the cyclones they're both carrying and you have an entire weapons team. Mm, yes. The beta can carry passengers as well. Whereas uh, the alphas could not, or very few other Veritex can. So this was an interesting iteration because, well, because it, you, you kind of had a whole strike force in one mobile unit and it was used that way a lot in, in the books. Okay. I have acquired the books. I've been meaning to give them a read. You think? Yeah. Are they good? I, I highly recommend them. Uh, You know how the, the cartoons for master and uh, the infant invasion were not great. They were terrible. It's just going to go with subpar, but I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) I've already said you're, you're welcome to feel how you wish. I thought they were terrible. Well, no, I I can't speak. I'm not going to argue with you. I thought the second one was terrible and I couldn't finish it. So I've never seen the third one. The books are so much better. Yeah. I, I, I can't recommend them highly enough. One thing I don't like about this series of fighter is what happens to the beta when it transforms the beta fighter all by itself is blocky and ugly. And the battleoid mode is ridiculous. It looks like it has a searchlight on the top. It's supposed to be a, a missile pod, but just looks like a, a cop light for, for a head. <laughs> this was a problem in rifts. Yeah. With the triax <laughs> robots. Yeah. So many of the triax robots are unfortunately designed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know how refueling goes in, in modern aircraft where you have that big fueling tanker in the jet uh, in front of it and they extend the probe, the jet backs up. If that jet kept backing up into the, the tanker, then you'd have the alpha beta thing. The, the alpha is so much smaller than the beta. Let's see if I can find some pictures. Are there any in the books? Uh, page 55. Of which book? The Invid Invasion. Okay. There's, I'll that uh, up later. At the bottom, I don't have that one physically, but I do have it on PDF. There's various versions of the Alpha and the Beta. Uh, one thing of note is that both of them carry in their emergency cargo another transforming mecha, the Cyclone, which is a motorcycle power suit. Which we should definitely do an extended discussion on because the only experience that I have with the Cyclone is hearing about you talking, hearing... Hearing you talk about it, and also a really terrible Xbox, original Xbox video game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a bad one. It it could have been so much better. It had all the workings there. I think it was simply Do you know how many times Robotech, those exact words were said? Uh, Just in different (sighs) platforms. You know, it could have been so much better. It could have been (laughs) so much better. pieces were there. That brings us to our final one. The Shadow Chronicles. Now... We're talking much different. Veritex yeah, here. I was looking through this as you were talking about them, and I was like, I don't actually see any of those here. <laughs> These are all different. Yeah. yeah. Now, the Shadow Chronicles are all kinds of interesting because the book I have, and this isn't all of them, but it, they're really small. It's like they took a full-size role-playing book and just shrunk it into paperback size. I kind of like it, though. Yeah. I do have some complaints on some of the structure, but for the most part, this works. Yeah. Now you have a whole bunch on cyclones and you have uh, some bioroids. They talk about the beta. They talk about the alpha. They talk about the shadow fighter. The shadow fighter is very interesting. 
It, it has things like nothing else has. Like it has a, a beam cannon. Wait, wait, as opposed I'm sorry. to the gun pod. For a moment, I thought you said bean cannon. It's like what? It, it, it shoots green beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one is uh, the VFA slash six X Shadow Fighter Aerospace Superiority. Veritex Stealth Strike Fighter. They literally tried to cram as much as they could Jesus into this one. Christ, how many adjectives yeah. do you need in your name? Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. A destabilizer. It uses, <laughs> it uses the alien Haydenite technology to um, put out a field which gives it sort of stealth. It, it doesn't uh, appear on protoculture-based systems. Gotcha. Now that VFB9, a few pages later, that's kind of dumb looking. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we have something really weird in here. The the last of the Veritech fighters. Which one is that? We have, page 162, VM9L Silverback. This is an ATV with a big-ass railgun. Wait, what? This is a Veritech? It is. It is the light, high-mobility Veritech strike vehicle. Can it fly? It cannot. Then why is it a Veritech? It, it's a robot. It transforms variable tech. Oh, okay. I see. So the Cyclone is also a Veritech. Got Technically, it. but it's not named. No, the Cyclone, one. well, the one I, I just flipped a few pages back is the VR-057. Mm-hmm. And now we got the VM. Got it. Veritech. Yeah, that's a, that, wait, that's a three-wheeler. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you skip one more page, you will see it's robot mode. Yeah. Now, I'd like you to flip back to the first book and look at the glory that is the Veritech fighter and look at the bastard it has become. Lines matter. Style matters. Okay. If you have access to the original Robotech role-playing game, and we're talking the, the, the one published in 1986, this game... You turn to page 42 and 43, and you're going to see some goddamn beautiful art from Kevin Long. Like, yeah, this, this is, this is fantastic stuff. And you just keep turning the pages and you just keep seeing more of this sweet, beautiful line work from Kevin Long. Oh my God. 48 and 49. They're beautiful. 40, 50 and 51. It just gets better and better. Yeah, I see why you love this game so much. I don't want to talk about the Veritech hover tank because it had a guardian mode, but it was a turret. Okay. So I'm just going to skip over that. In fact, let's just skip the masters. Yeah. <laughs> let's just do that entirely. Okay, let's do okay. that. One thing you want to keep in mind if you're playing a uh, the Veritech pilot, the, the OCC Veritech pilot, you you need to think Top Gun. This isn't a battleoid. This isn't uh this isn't a destroid. This isn't just a robot pilot. This is a person who can think four dimensions. This is this is very much the cream of the crop of riding mecha, of of piloting. You are so far beyond the piloting curve. And that goes not just for people like Roy Foker, Max Sterling, Rick Hunter. That goes for your Ben Sterling types too. Even an average Veritech pilot is the cream of the cream of the crop. And that's something I don't think enough people 
keep in mind when they play this particular OCC? I would like to accent that by reading aloud the description from the original book, page 17. The Veritech fighter pilot is the very elite of the Robotech Defense Force. These characters are the only people trained to pilot the transformable Veritech fighter. The Veritech fighter is the most versatile and mobile of all the mecha and the backbone of the Robotech Defense Force. They are taught every aspect of the machine under the most difficult combat conditions on land, in the air, and space. Although they can learn to pilot Destroids, it is not part of the formal training, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, but yeah, it just opens up with that. You're the elite. <laughs> You're the best of the best. You're the best yeah, and around. <laughs> Nothing's gonna ever keep you, you down. down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should close on that song. The Veritech. If you haven't checked it out, it is it is a beautiful, beautiful flight of the imagination. It is it is an iconic mecha. And if you're into giant space robots, and if you're listening to Palladium, God knows you're into giant space robots, you you owe it to yourself to go back and, and check this out. Yeah, and I know that we kind of build this as a an OCC spotlight, but ultimately, at least if we're just looking at the stats, the Veritech pilot is little more than the guy who pilots the Veritech. So looking at the Veritech was kind of the whole focus of the class. Like you're, you're very yeah. much a character that's defined by their gear. You don't get much in the way of versatility outside of that. I mean, you know, again, it's Palladium. Your character is what you make of it. But when it comes to what you can do in this game, you pilot that goddamn Veritech. Yeah. That's it. And that makes sense on a human level, too. I mean, this is this is sharpened. Uh, this OCC is sharpened to one point to do one thing and to do it incredibly well. So... You, you, you peel yourself out of that suit and you're in trouble. Well, Matthew, I understand we have some new good news. We do. We had some reviews come in here. We, we are did. super grateful for all of the fantastic words coming in from people who like what we're saying. We wanted to read a few more of the brand new reviews on the air. A rift opens. Every so often, at a nexus point of ley lines, a surge of power occurs and a swirling vortex opens into another plane of existence. What may come out, we do not know. But this time, we were lucky. A signal comes through from the past of a significant show dedicated to Palladium games. If you like or have any interest in riffs, Robotech, or just role-playing in general, give these guys a listen to. They have great insight into running, playing, and the lore of the Palladium universe by Gareth Dragonsbane. Dude, Gareth. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Those are excellent words. Super kind. Yeah. We super appreciate it. Next, you mean I'm not the only Vagabond player? My favorite podcast about rifts. Hey, thanks. <laughs> uh, great info and given in an engrossing way. Honestly, the only thing I could ask for is any views on the new Savage Rifts version. Love this cast and can't wait for more by CB Mech on Apple Podcasts. Buddy, thanks for the kind words, and I promise you, we will be talking about Savage Rifts very soon. Yeah. Does that count as Palladium? It does. Well, is it, is it licensed, or? I figure that. How, how does that work? My whole thing is, I want to focus on the Megaverse, and it's part mm. of the Megaverse. Fair. You know, I'm there. into it. It's just a different way of viewing the Megaverse. I want to go beyond the Megaverse sometimes, too. But, yeah. Savage Rifts, it's 
we have to address it. We have to talk about it. It's it is what is bringing in a lot of new fans, and I'm eager really to get is. us to that discussion. Yeah. We also have one more Palladium goodness. This podcast is great. I'm so happy to have a great podcast about Palladium RPGs. There's not enough of them. Keep it up with the great content by Ed Braindead. <laughs> I just want to say that we we a, a lot of podcasting is literally just yelling into the void and hoping that people like your work. And whenever you hear someone give any kind of feedback, it it honestly means so much to us. We we super incredibly look forward to these. We, we super look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. But we no, we do. I mean it makes mega, our whole day. We mega we look forward mega to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, we should uh, close this out one with ran that. a little long, but uh <laughs> we just wanted to say we appreciate everyone who listens to our podcast. And I don't know. Let's record a couple more. Let's do that. Thanks for listening. Bye. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. 